Hello, and welcome to Raising a Healthy Family podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Schwartz. Today, I am sharing Hudson's birth story. I know I am like a month almost a month late at getting to this, but we've just been getting settled as a family of five and um, just doing all the things. So I am going to dive in to how I prepared this time for birth, which was different from my other two pregnancies, which was such a game changer. I'm going to give those little tips away, share how to have an empowered birth experience at the hospital And that is absolutely possible. Even if you're crunchy, I consider myself very crunchy. And I'm going to share his birth story. Some of it's a little bit funny. Um, And that'll be it. So let's get into it. Hello, 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 hello. Here we are. Hudson is asleep on the couch. So if he wakes up, it might have to pause this. But here we are recording on the living room floor at almost 9 p.m. because that is what life looks like when you have three children and you're trying to do a business and (laughs) you're just like, life is crazy, but it's crazy in the best way. So I am going to get into Hudson's birth story, but I wanted to, for the people that are listening that may be going into having a baby soon or having a baby for the first time, I prepared this time around for birth way different than I did for my other two. And the biggest thing I think that I want to share is mindset. Having the mindset, I was knowing and visualizing that my body was made to birth and that it would happen on its own time when my body was ready, when the baby was ready. Um, And I listened to a birthing meditation, which was like an affirmation meditation. It was 60 minutes long. I shit you not. I listened to this every single day. Each night I would put it on while I was falling asleep. And so I could subconsciously pick it up, but it was just like, it just really resonated with me. It was very empowering. Like, walked you through contractions and breathing and like how strong your body is and all the things. So that was like such a good game changer for me this time around. Um, And then I also just want to touch on having delivering at a hospital versus doing a home birth. And I think that having a home birth is incredible. I've never personally had one. I know sometimes in the community of moms, it's like, oh, hospital birth, I would never do that versus home birth. And I just want to share that you can still have a crunchy version of an empowered birth in the hospital. You just make your wishes and your demands known. And you have to have the mindset going in that you are going to have the type of birth experience that you want to have and stick to that. Um, because that's, that's exactly what I did and what I had. And it was just so incredible. And I love, love, loved every moment of that. Um, and I made my non-negotiables known to our nurse when we first got in, like all the different things. Um, so, okay. So Hudson was born at 41 weeks. You guys know from Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, we had many conversations happening in the DMs and in the question boxes. You guys flooded it with recommendations for getting labor started naturally all of which, except maybe like two or three things I was already doing. 
the most not requested is the wrong word, but like the the most consistent piece of advice for getting labor started naturally was sex. Even my midwife was like, just go home and just do it and da 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 da. Literally, probably that last two weeks of pregnancy, Stefan thought that he probably hit the lottery. But like if we're being real, because we're probably all girls here, having sex at nine months pregnant is like probably having sex with Humpty Dumpty. It's like not cute. You're huge. You feel huge. Like it's hard to get yourself to a place where it's like, oh yeah, this is on and cracking. I'm just like huge ass belly, like the positions I can't. So needless to say that did not pop off labor. Um, And I was out there doing curb walking. I was eating dates like a freaking maniac, like all the things. So at 41 weeks, I was in pain. I was so uncomfortable. You guys, I gained 50 pounds, the heaviest I've been with with any of my pregnancies. And I was just done. I really was. I was done. And I was like, you know what? Let's make an appointment with the hospital and go in and just talk about some options. Like, cause I was really entertaining getting induced at that point. I felt confident. I've had two other normal, healthy births. And I knew that this one would probably go that way as well. And, um, I was worried that he was getting so big because Tommy, my last baby was nine and a half pounds and he was born at 39 weeks and four days. So this fool staying in there, I'm like, who knows how big he could be? So, um, anyway, so we go to the hospital and of course that morning that we're going to go into the hospital, um, I'm having contractions, but they weren't consistent enough. They hooked me up to like monitor the contractions, but they just weren't close enough together. And so I just felt like a little piece of me was like, oh, I just really wanted my body to like go into labor on its own. And I had this beautiful vision in my head that I'd wake up in the middle of the night with contractions and I'd breathe through them at home and sit on my birthing ball and the lights would be dim. And it's like, I was just like, you know what? We're here. I'm like done. The kids are at my in-laws, like, let's just do this thing. Um, and so they were so sweet and so kind. And we're like, absolutely. If that's what you want to do, we can, you know, get you in. And so we decided to stay. Um, we started a little bit of Pitocin and I put on my own comfy jammy shirt and like fuzzy slipper socks put in my headphones and I listened to my birthing affirmation over and over and over that 60 minute, um, little meditation. And it was so helpful. And then my contractions were getting like two to three minutes apart. Once the water broke, oh girl, it was on and cracking and the contractions were, quick and they were painful and I have never had contractions not on Pitocin. So I know people say that contractions on Pitocin are way more intense than not. Um, but it got to a point after laboring for about two hours, um, or an hour, I was like, 
they were coming up and gripping me in a way where I couldn't even catch my breath to like breathe through them. And I just looked at Stefan and I was like, I, I want to get that epidural. Like I want to just be able to breathe through this. Like the, th- the thought at that point I had like lost my like tunnel vision of like where I was going and I let fear sort of, or something creep in. And I was just like, Oh God, I, you know, so Anyways, I got the epidural while we delivered at Ohio State Medical Center, and it's like a very renowned, respected, like amazing hospital. Well, (laughs) because it's connected to the university, they have residents there, so people who are in medical school. So they come in to give me the epidural, just for probably most of you are familiar with this, like you're feet are dangling over the bed. Your belly is fucking huge and it's hard as a rock because you're having contractions like every minute. You're in so much pain and they're asking you to like crunch over so your spine can be exposed. The guy brings in two students with him, which it's like, I don't freaking care. But then he's like trying to explain to them what to do. And I was like, oh my God, you have to be kidding me. I was just like, so freaking annoyed. I'm like, let's just get this shit rolling. Like I'm in pain. And I was just like, this is not the time to be teaching a lesson to students. <laughs> Stefan was like, oh God, oh God. And I was just gripping Stefan's fingers, like death grip, like trying to breathe through the contractions while they're fucking getting the epidural situation figured out behind me. It literally sounded like they were reading a manual. Like this is the first time they've ever done it. I'm like, you're playing with my spine and a needle. Like, let's just make sure that shit is lined up perfectly. Okay. So anyways, that gets in, gets rolling. She checks me. I'm eight centimeters. So I think if I had had a doula or somebody there, I could have probably gotten myself quickly to 10 centimeters without that epidural. But you know what? That's not the route that I took and that's okay. Um, we, I could still feel my toes. I could still feel my legs. I I got up and walked after I delivered. So it wasn't like so intense where I couldn't feel anything with the epidural, which I was thankful for. Um, But four pushes and he was out and he came out quickly. Um, The cord was wrapped around his neck. So while I was pushing him out, I have them wheel the mirror out because I like to watch myself give birth, especially when you do have an epidural. I think that seeing the progress makes you push harder. So I was watching in the mirror and they're like, stop, 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 stop. His head came out and then they like unwrapped the cord and then boom, the body followed. Um, and he was small. I mean, compared to Tommy, he was seven pounds, 14 ounces. Tommy was nine and a half pounds. And literally when he came out, the entire room was said, oh my God, he's so big. So I was anticipating like another big baby, um, but he was little and, and so sweet. And they, you know, followed all of the wishes that I wanted, like no ointment in the eyes and no shots. And I, we delayed the cord clamping for a few minutes and um, they put him on my chest and he, you know, cried a little bit when he came out. And then it was just silent, locked eyes with me. And it's like the most amazing experience when they place the baby on you for the first time and they look at you and they just know I'm home. It's like incredible. Tears just streaming down my face, like just the most intense amount of love 
that I could have thought possible. If you have been with me for a while, you know when we got pregnant this time, it was a surprise. And I was really struggling with it. I had experienced a lot of depression in the beginning and confusion. I was definitely done having babies. And I have to tell you, I mean, I'm going to try not to cry right now, but literally looking at this baby, I could not even imagine for a moment loving any little person more. Like he's truly just the most delicious, precious, sweetest angel baby. Um, So I'm so, so grateful for that. But I wanted to share that birth story with you because I think that sometimes with birthing, whether you're at home or you're in the hospital, epidural, no epidural, I think, you know, birth right now is very on trend topic and people are very opinionated about the right way to do it. And there's no right or wrong way giving birth how you want to give birth or whatever cards you were dealt is your experience and your story. And it's perfect the way that it unfolds for you. Um, so you can have an empowered birth, even if you opt to get an epidural or you opt to do it at home unmedicated, whatever it is. Um, because at the end of the day, as long as you and the baby are okay, that is the most magical experience in a day that you will remember for the rest of your life. I am obsessed with the day I gave birth, even for all three of them. Like I would relive it over and over. I mean, it's just, maybe it's the oxytocin or whatever, you know, that is released, but it's just the most incredible experience. So sweet little Hudson, he didn't have a name for 24 hours. And then, um, he did. And now he's Hudson. And I couldn't imagine a more perfect little name. He could probably hear him grunting. He's kind of waking up. He's next to me on the couch. Um, But that is his birth story. So for those of you who are about to give birth or going into it, just know that mindset is everything and empower yourself to have the type of birth that you want to have. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much.